All right, Change Nation, and we're back here with part two of my interview with Jonathan Brush of College Plus. Has been an incredibly exciting interview so far. I can't wait to get through some of the rest of the questions in the rapid fire around here with Jonathan. College Plus has a revolutionary way of approaching education that really builds a lot more value for students in a traditional model, but also then allows them to leave without the crippling debt and for just a fraction of uh, the cost of a traditional university. As Jonathan put it, you're getting a premium service, but also saving a ton of money at the same time and coming out with a lot of flexibility in terms of the jobs uh, and, and not even really the job, but the career and the life and the mission that you would pursue. And so so great stuff there. So what I want to do now, though, is, is do something a little different. I'm going to put myself in the hot seat here, and I'm, I'm going to just you know really be very open about kind of where I'm at with, with my company right now and, and talk to Jonathan and see what College Plus would have uh, for me and how I could link up with it. So you ready for this, Jonathan? Absolutely. Okay. Are we assuming that you uh, have are already on your master's program, or you've already? Let's yeah. Already so okay, that's what's your situation? That's a good point. So let's hypothetically let's say that I don't I don't have a degree right now, um, but everything everything else okay, I'll just great. I'll I'll bring my situation to the table. So so okay. So social change yeah, nation absolutely. is is a startup, small startup, about a year old here in Kansas City. And I've been loving it. I'm involved with a community of startups here. I talk about it a lot called the Kansas City Startup Village. But I'm finding that, you know, as I'm interviewing a lot of these entrepreneurs and trying to build a company, um, there are a lot of things I don't know. There are a lot of things I need to get a little bit more educated on, especially, you know, just in the areas of accounting and communications and things like that. So I'm, I'm coming to you now, Jonathan, and I've, I've seen College Plus and I love it. I love that you have an innovative model. It really resonates with me because I'm in the startup space and that's what we're all about is innovation and disruption. So I'm, I'm, I'm definitely very interested. So what's, what's my first step that I'm going to want to take as I start looking at getting involved? Yeah, so the first thing we want to do is we want you to call us, and we want to just talk to you. And uh, this is really, really critical, and to anybody who's out there listening, uh, that first step is, is, first of all, totally free. And it also, you, you can come into us and, and start the phone call and say, I have no interest in ever enrolling in your program, and we'd say, great, how long you would talk? <laughs> and, um, and, and do that. And, you know, that, that's both because, you know, we get a kick out of helping people, right? It could be the most fun call we've had that day. But, you know, there's a business reason for that, too, because if, if we give you some great value, uh, you may never enroll with us. But my our guess is you'll probably tell four of our friends about the great call you had. And some of them might enroll with us, right? So um, we'll have you call and, and, and talk to us. And we just start with asking you a bunch of questions. We'd almost take it through a coaching session. And we'd say, well, Josh, you know, tell us about the business you have and, and what is it that you're doing and, and what, where do you see it going? And, you know, if you could picture yourself in five years, what it look like? And now tell me about your challenges. What is it that you need? Um, and what is it that you're uh, missing? And what kind of skills do you feel like you're lacking? And, and how do you think you can best go about doing those things? And how are you going to earn those? And based on your answers to that would really tell us uh, how we're going to guide you. And as a quick example, if you said, you know, I'm doing this stuff and I'm doing a startup and it's going really great and everything's fine and everything seems to be working, we'd probably say, fantastic, keep doing that. <laughs> you know, don't, don't waste your time getting a degree. You know, come back later when you might have some time and you want to finish it for fun or something. But, but don't get yourself distracted. Uh, on the other hand, if you said, hey, you know, I'm doing this, but, you know, I get to the accounting spreadsheet stuff and I have no idea what anybody's talking about. Or I'm trying to get a loan and the bank's not interested in giving it to somebody without a credential. You know, it doesn't even have a degree behind their name. Or, um, you know, I just really think a degree in my space would give me the kind of uh, gravity that I need to, to build some partnerships, those kinds of things. Then would say, oh, well, if that's what you're looking for, let's talk about some solutions that might work for you. So we'd really want to kind of make sure that, that your need, we understood your needs, and then that your, your needs matched up with the solutions that we have. And then, you know, our next step would be to say, okay, this would be our solution. Does this make sense for you? And if it did, we'd kind of walk you through what happened next. Okay, perfect. Well, so let's, let's keep running down that road then. And, I, and this is not hypothetical. This is being honest. 
what you mentioned with the accounting and the spreadsheet and and the the financial side of the business is something I, I struggle with. I don't I don't have that training. Um, something else that that I I have a good network of startups here in the Kansas City Startup Village, but I, I would like a little bit more of a formal arrangement of you know whether it's an entrepreneurship professor or or someone who's teaching business has run a business that kind of thing. I'd I'd like to link up with someone like that, uh, and and you know I'm I'm ready to move forward with something like that. What would you then say to me in terms of the options I would have with College Plus? Yeah, so I'd say well, so. It looks like a degree might be helpful for you in a couple of different ways, and so now now the next question is kind of a two different paths. So if you say, hey, you know, some of this accounting stuff and some of this business stuff doesn't make sense to me, you know, my question would be, tell me about your bank. You know, are, are you kind of mathematically inclined? Do you like this kind of stuff? Or is it really, really difficult for you? And if you say that it is, you know, that it's something that you can kind of do, you just don't know it, I'd say, well, great, here's, here's a super solution. If you earn a degree in business or accounting or some of those or entrepreneurship, some of those disciplines, uh, these classes are going to give you a real shortcut to that kind of information, and you're going to be able to apply it instantly in your job, right? You're going to, you're going to be, as you're working in your startup and building your business, you're going to go, oh, now I know how balance sheet is supposed to work, and oh, now I know how, you know, the legal stuff is set up, and it's going to be this kind of instant sort of connection. Um, on the other hand, if you say, no, that stuff's terrible, like, like I'm really terrible at that, and instead of saying, yeah, you should get a degree in something that's going to be really hard for you, just going to be a grind for three years, or whatever it's going to be, we're going to say, well, then let's get a degree in something else that, that gives you a hybrid set of skills. Um, you know, if, if you're already a good communicator and a networker, let's get a communication degree so you know how to be a better one or you can really build on that strength. Or if, you know, you've, you're kind of just filling out this marketing space, maybe you do a marketing degree so that you can kind of build that out. And then what you can do is you can network with the right people uh, to kind of give you that accounting background and you know, hire a VA or whatever that is and, and do those things. But then on the networking side, uh, we're going to say, well, well, look, two things will happen. Uh, one, you're going to have a coach that's going to really be challenging you and saying, Hey, what's the next step to do this? And you know, don't underestimate the power of what that is. When you say, "I know I got a network. I know I got a network. I go out there and meet people," and then you have a coach that says, "Okay, you know that. What's your next step? Well, I probably got to call these people. Okay, so when are you going to do it? Well, I could probably do it by next Monday. Okay, well, I'm calling Tuesday. So when I call Tuesday, uh, first thing I'm going to ask you is, did you call that list of people you said you were uh, last time? And so that's a subtle difference there, but it's not that College Plus can say, "Oh, sure, we're going to give you ten great people to network with." Um, what we're going to say is that we're not, we may or may not be able to do that, but we're absolutely sure we can do is we can teach you how to figure out how to find 10 people to network with, and we can hold you accountable to live that out. Uh, and that, and then the exciting thing about that is that, you know, when you're no longer in college plus and you're no longer using our network, you still have those skills that allow you to do that kind of stuff. All right. So yeah, Jonathan, you're, you're definitely selling me on this. You're convincing me that there's a lot of value uh, plugging in for my company, for the direction of my life, my long-term career. My one, my kind of remaining concern, though, you know, I spend 50 to 55 hours a week on my startup. What are your thoughts in terms of uh, me being able to complete a program given my responsibilities to my business? Yeah, so this is a great question. And if anybody's out there listening, that's going to be a crucial one. And so what we do is we'd say, well, look, we, got, we can have a pretty good chart. We've helped over 10,000 students do this. And so we have a, a really good idea of how long this is going to take. And so we say things like, on average, people can complete an undergraduate degree from zero to done in about three years. The next thing we're going to say is that, and that assumes you're studying about 20 hours a week. And if you go more than 20 hours a week, then you can speed it up a little bit. And if you go less than that, it's going to take longer. So yeah, one of the things we'd ask you is we'd say, well, how many hours can you devote to this? And if you say, well, really two or three a week, I'm probably going to tell you, 
save your money. You know, <laughs> Take, you know spend that time doing stuff on your startup, and uh, let's do something either uh, that's not degree related to College Plus. Maybe we can just get you into some coaching so that we can help you with just the coaching aspect of it. Um, or maybe this is something that you need to, to get to a point in your business where you have a little more time and then come back to it. Uh, but if you say, hey, well, I've got about 10 hours a week, and, and this is what it's going to take, then I'm going to come back and tell you, okay, well, 10 hours a week is going to take you this long to do the kind of degrees you're looking at. And uh, does that look realistic for you? And if it is, great. And if not, you know, then maybe it's not the best time or maybe there's a different solution. But we really want to give you the, a really clear, heads-up, honest look at what that kind of time commitment is going to mean in terms of how long it will take you to finish something like this. Got it. Well, yeah, sounds like I could definitely do the lower end of that. That, that seems manageable. So then if that takes me longer overall, does that mean an increased cost? Yeah, so here's the exciting thing. Most of these costs are fixed, and so in many ways it doesn't. Now, we charge a monthly subscription fee at College Plus. So if it takes you four years instead of three, then you'll have that extra year of monthly subscription fees. But overall, that's a pretty small amount of the total amount that you're paying. And so the, the biggest costs are going to be related to our partner university and their tuition for their classes and enrollment fees and things like that. And it's going to be things like your books and your some of your fees that result in, in, in some of the credit things that you'll do. And those are fixed. You know, they, they cost the same whether you do them over six years or two years. And so, again, um, what we can do is we can say, well, if you're going to spend five years in this degree, then this is the difference in cost. And the, the good news is, is it's going to be slightly more than if you spent three, but not tremendously more because the biggest cost items are pretty fixed. Perfect. Sounds great. Sign me up. <laughs> No. Give us a call. We yeah. Do it, so. <laughs> there we go. Well, no, I appreciate you, you kind of humoring me on that, Jonathan. I just, like I said, wanted to get really deep in terms of how the process worked. I thought that'd be a fun way to both just share a little bit about kind of my personal journey here, because I know it's, it's a personal journey of a lot of us out in Change Nation. And so I just wanted to kind of share those elements of it to, to see how you would you would link up with that. And uh, you definitely, definitely did great. So <laughs> thanks for, for sharing that yeah, with us. Well, so this is not so much a plug, but maybe it's just a point for everybody. Because I know there's a lot of your folks that are listening here that are they're in business, they're starting business, don't necessarily need a degree. So two things. Uh, we're absolutely serious about that whole bit about calling us, and we'll just help you as much as we want. In fact, we often tell people, consider this like free admissions counseling, uh, to the point that if you're better off going to a traditional college, we'll be the first ones to tell you that. And so you know that's, that's great for College Plus. But for those of you running businesses, I want to tell you that that can feel a little risky. That kind of, you know, how many hours am I people going to spend on the phone giving away these free services and that kind of thing? And I just want to say that here's two huge advantages to that. The first is it's incredible for morale in our office. There's just nothing like it. Sometimes we'll have students say, yeah, I just spent, you know, excuse me, um, our folks on the phone will say, I just spent two hours on the phone with somebody. I didn't make a sale. And it's the most fun I had all day, you know, like uh, because I got to help somebody. And so it makes a big difference there. But there's just never been a time that that hasn't ultimately helped us from a sheer business perspective as well. Because what I said before, uh, the more you help people, the happier they go away in, in the connected world we live in. If they don't enroll, they're going to tell 10 of their friends, and, and their friends are going to tell a few friends, and it'll just end up paying off in spades. So if you're looking at that kind of service model, I can just tell you from personal experience, it's, it's an exciting one to be in. It makes work a lot more fun, and it's extremely effective. 
Perfect. Love it. Well, that's that's great stuff. Um, all a lot of really exciting and I think important nuggets that you've been sharing with us all the way through, Jonathan. I, mean, I think we've just really laid out a framework here for how education can continue to be revolutionized. I think that's what you are doing every day at College Plus, and I'm just you know really glad to be able to share that story. And I you know really hope and, and will do what I can with with my <laughs> platform over here to help that become more of the the norm or at least an option that, that people consider because I think that's that's really the challenge is that it's just become kind of accepted that you go to some kind of a traditional higher educational institution but there are a lot of different ways to learn a lot of different ways to build your career and to build your life and to build a company and to build a movement and they don't um, always lead to a traditional setting so cool stuff well I'm going to go ahead and move us into the last section here I call this the rapid fire round and it gives me the chance Jonathan to just ask some quick questions of you so you can share some tools that you're using up at College Plus that we can hopefully start implementing right away even in our own movements so you ready to rock and roll on this absolutely let's go for it cool sounds good so the first question i'd want to ask you what would you say is one social venture aside from college plus that you'd recommend we we learn more about do you mean in terms of social media or just uh, uh, in ways of connecting people like a like a cause-based venture so I, I see you as as a revolutionary educational organization and so do you do you see another organization that's addressing a social problem that you think we should check out you know, there, it's kind of one of those things. There's a multitude of, of different organizations that are doing a lot of different things. Uh, so, you know, some of what College Plus does comes from the, the Christian space. And so we work with a lot of ministries and, and places like that. And so we need, we see a lot of great partners there. And one of those things that those partners are doing that I think sort of makes them step out is that they're, they're really um, the ones that are doing the best kind of work are the ones that are really focused on helping people, being relational, and that are training really good communicators, people that can really uh, get their message out there in a way that makes sense. And I say that because Christianity in, in, in this time is, is kind of can be very controversial, and there's a lot of different people coming with a lot of prejudice in terms of one way or the other, whether this is good or this is bad. And you know, organizations that are focusing on teaching people and helping people to really think about what it is they believe and what they think is important and then to effectively communicate that or organizations that I think are doing a really good job in the world. So, you know, whatever space you're in, uh, no matter what your message is, if you're in this social business type of area, you're in a situation where um, you want people to know your message. And so one of the things to look for is who's doing the best job of teaching people how to communicate well. Um, and that would be the the kind of places that I see that we respect a lot in our, our particular space and that you can find a lot of examples of broader, you know, people like Michael Hyatt, Dan Miller, those kinds of folks. Perfect. Yeah. I love it. No, Dan Miller is a personal hero of mine and, and mentor from afar in a way. <laughs> and uh, yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. So, and then what, what is, you know, it can be an online resource or an offline resource that you're using at college plus that you think would be really good for a startup social entrepreneur to use. Yeah, you know, this one's not going to sound like it's not some big revelation, like you've never heard of it before, um, and you've never never kind of heard this um, kind of technology. But I'll tell you one that's making a tremendous difference for us right now, and that's just Google Hangouts. And I'll tell you why that is. We have students in all 50 states, and we have them all over the country, right? And they're doing this kind of on an individual basis. And so a couple of years ago, I, I said at the beginning of this uh, that I was the executive director of Student Life, and my job is to connect students. And so we do some live events across the country. And, you know, Josh, you probably had this experience. We just had it a platform recently, right? You go to a great uh, convention or a great conference, and there's some really great people there, and you have a super time. And you get home, and, you know, there's email piling up and work that needs to be done, and you kind of go off the cliff. And um, one of the things that we're discovering is that that doesn't have to happen in today's world. 
you can have a great live event and then you can follow it up with a really robust uh, online um, uh, technologies that connect people. And so we have this little theory in uh, Student Life Department at College Plus that says every one of our live events has to be followed up with some online stuff and every one of our online events has to point to a live event. And one of the most effective tools we've found is when we put small groups of people together and we do some Google Hangouts where they can see faces and they can communicate with each other and talk to people, that builds incredible uh, affiliation and association and like for the brand and for who we are and what we do. And it also builds some really incredible community. And out of that community, we can do some really fun stuff. So if you're in almost any kind of business that connects people or that you have people that you want to be raving fans, uh, think about ways that you can sort of split those people into some smaller groups and use something just as simple as Google Hangouts to get them together to talk about a particular subject on a somewhat regular basis. And, uh, you know, it's not going to work for everything, but we've just seen some really, really cool, exciting stuff come out of that way beyond what we expected using just kind of a pretty common off-the-shelf thing, but really being able to leverage it really well. Yeah, that that is the best answer I've, I've ever heard to that question. And you you really highlighted something that I, I love about this question is because a lot of times it is. It's a, it's a resource that everyone's heard of, but the the entrepreneur I'm interviewing presents a new way of using it. And you've definitely done that here. And I think just, first of all, the strategy, I love the strategy of an online event pointing to a live event, a live event, you know, leading them into an online event and, and just keeping that connection going and that relationship going, I think is is a huge piece of advice for all of us out here. But the other piece of advice that I really take from what you just said is thinking about, it, it, just because it's a tool that everyone knows about and that you might use for one thing, doesn't mean that you can't use it in another creative and innovative way. And and a lot of times, I know we entrepreneurs try to find you know the, the exact right tool for this thing that we want to do or something like that. But there is a lot of value in finding a creative and new way to use tools that you already have access to. And it can be pretty tempting to you know, you know pay that monthly fee for that kind of robust software that does everything that you need it to do, um, when there's actually a lot of ways that you could make something that you have do that. And that's just really good piece of advice for anyone in the startup space. Um, but just one, always be one of the cool things is, I'm sorry, I was going to say one of the cool things is if you use that tool, it, it also tends to work. Exactly. <laughs> I've used a lot of brand new tools that are really customized uh, that ends, you know, haven't had the bugs work out. Uh, yep. And uh, so sometimes the tried and true ones, you know, at least you know it's a platform that's stable. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Well, well good stuff. So, all right. Well, I think this question will be a, a softball for you. <laughs> What's one piece of advice you'd give to an aspiring change agent? You know, this is, I kind of call this the turn the table thing. And, and I, I, again, I'm going to sort of jump up and down and get really excited. So just brace yourself a little bit here. But um, I run into so many change agents, people, uh, students with dreams, want to do big things. And, and they're just convinced that they don't just want to work. They want to work that makes a difference and work that they're passionate about. And I think that's a great goal, right? I mean, hallelujah, let's do that. Um, but here's the problem, especially with younger people, but even with older people as well. They have what I call the red bullification of the job market. And that is if you're 16, 17, 18, and I ask you, you know, what I want to do, I want to do a job that's exciting. I say, what kind of job is that? The only answer you can think of is flying wingsuits, racing mountain bikes, and being a rock star. You know, like um, I call it the swim with dolphins answer, right? Like, you know, I have all these kids, students all over the country that they want to be marine biologists and they don't even like science, but the thought of being paid to swim with dolphins sounds really awesome. And it is, right? But not all of us are going to be marine biologists. And so the point here is that everybody thinks that it's the job that they have to look for. And if you know, you're know you a change agent, you might be looking for that perfect cause or that perfect thing that just matches all your kind of big notions of how to really save the world all at once. So here's the thing you need to know. It's actually about you in the sense that it's about your skills and what you're gifted at. 
And if you can figure that out, if you can figure out what your sort of inherent inborn gifts are, and then you can work to increase those gifts, build on those gifts, and get better and better at something and build skill and get really good at it. And then if you're willing to commit to getting some experience, just getting out there and doing anything. Uh, you talked about your job working as a junk collector. You know, I've had jobs that were not exactly really exciting ones that I put on. I've shoveled sawdust and done manual labor and farming type jobs and all these kinds of things. You know, if, but if the point is if you can get out there and just start working, just doing anything and commit as you're doing that to I'm going to get really good at this aspect of it and really good at this aspect of it. Here's what will happen. You'll build a lot of skill, which will help you be really good at whatever you do next. You'll build a lot of experience, which will help you figure out where your skills overlap with the world's needs and where you can actually make a difference. And here's the really exciting thing. Once you figure out what you're good at and what you can do, there might be 500 opportunities where you can do that and be really passionate about that and make a difference in the world. Whereas if you're just looking for jobs, you know, people tend to think that they're looking for one, two, three things that may or may not be obtainable. Uh, so, so my advice is stop thinking about finding the perfect job or even the perfect cause, and instead just start doing some stuff. Get some good at some things, build on your skills, figure out what you're good at, get out there enough so you know what the world needs, and then when those places overlap, do it. And, and one last thing, you're not going to do that in six months. You're not going to do that in a year. It might take you a decade. You may be in your early 30s before you start having this all come together and make sense. And that's not unusual. That's normal. The frustrating part is we all know like that one in a hundred person who did the other way and we think that's normal and it's not. And so, you know, stick with it and don't freak out if at 23 you haven't been able to figure out your one cause that's going to make a big difference in the world. My guess is you got another seven, eight years of hard work before it starts to come together. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, you, you've counseled thousands of students across the country, so I had no doubt that'd be a powerful answer, but I, I didn't know that it would just be a completely earth-shattering answer. I, that, is, that is amazing what you just said, Jonathan, and I think something that we all need. I needed to hear that. And uh, yeah, so wow, that's all I'll say on that. <laughs> okay, so what is uh, one book you think that we should all read? Oh, one book. Man, I read a lot of books, and it's really tempting to go with a couple of them. So let me go with uh, – and I'm, I'm dying here because I'm – okay, I got the title. So I'm going to go with one that you can read really fast and then one that's going to read – it's going to take you forever. All right? So I'm, I'm deliberately twisting your question, and I apologize for that. <laughs> no but um, So the first one that just comes to mind is Essentialism. Uh, by Greg, and I cannot think how to pronounce his last name, and if it makes you feel better, you know, I remember Michael Hyatt couldn't remember how to pronounce it either when he recommended it, and I went and read it. So yes. if you look up Essentialism on Amazon.com, uh, that's a really powerful book uh, that can that can really kind of help cut down to the point that you can't do everything, and you should focus on what you can do. That's a message that I really need to hear, and I probably should reread the book about every other month because I forget it pretty regularly. <laughs> um, so that's the that's the the simple one. Here's the bigger one, you know, kind of the almost scary one. I started reading the trilogy, The Last Lion, which is a biography of Winston Churchill. It's a huge thing. It's taken me forever, and I'm just now in the third book, and only a couple pages is, and sometimes I only get like five or six pages in a night. But that's an amazing person. The biography is extremely well written. And if you're interested in making any kind of difference in the world, there's so many lessons here about what Churchill learned and what he did, uh, kind of uh, living a life of execution, going out and doing it. But also Churchill had this hugely long desert where nobody listened to him. He was right and nobody listened to him and nobody gave him an opportunity and everything looked like it wasn't going to work. And what he did during that time, how he stuck with it and kept building his skills and kept a great attitude and kept doing things, 
ultimately, of course, resulted in him being exactly the right person for one of the biggest to, to handle one of the biggest crises the world's ever faced. It's extremely interesting. It was a fun read. I really enjoyed it, and I've just learned so much from it. So that would be my my kind of you can read it tomorrow recommendation and buy it and commit type of recommendation. <laughs> I, I love that. That's a, a great way of framing it. I think it's you, you're bothered. I was trying to figure out the name too. I think it's McCune or something like that. But yeah, look up essentialism yes, and you'll find. Yes, that's exactly. It. Right. So, I, I was like kind of half got it in my mind as how to spell it, but I couldn't. I was too I was too timid to pronounce it and butcher it. So thanks. Yeah, yeah, no, no problem. I, I'm not afraid of butchering names on here. So, <laughs> and 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 as always, <laughs> change names. Yeah, yeah, right. Just have a bias for action, like we talked about. Just go for it. Um, yeah, and Change Nation, as always, we'll we'll look those up for you and put those in the show notes. That that other one was the Last Lion, right, Jonathan? Yes, that's okay. correct. Okay, perfect. So and we'll, again, just hit, hit Amazon, you'll get that. So. You'll find it. Yeah, so we'll, we'll look both those up for you and pop links to them in the show notes so you can click right through to them if you're driving or doing something where you can't write those down right now. Winston Churchill is a personal hero of mine. I actually wasn't even aware of that book. Um, I was aware of the big desert that he encountered in his life and in his political career, and so would I uh, would love to read that too. But great suggestions there, Jonathan. So all right, uh, last question before I give you the last word. The first thing that you think we can do right now to start changing the world. You know, I, we said this again, so it's going to sound a little bit like a repetitive uh, answer, but I just think this is such a big deal. And that's uh, my story I told earlier about, you know, the, the guy that he was better at than everybody else and asking what's the difference. And he said, I execute or execution, I think was his answer. And uh, so, you know, this is not one, again, I'm twisting your answer a little bit. It's not one thing, but I just say, if you can train yourself to take the next action, no matter how small it is, uh, that that's the that is the one only difference between people who make a difference in the world and people who don't. And I really don't think it matters where you're making a difference. I don't care what kind of background you come from, what kind of political background you've got, what kind of ideals you're looking for, what kind of message you're trying to take out there, what kind of change you're trying to make. Uh, people who make a difference in the world are people that do stuff. And people that do stuff are people that consistently figure out what the next action is and just do it. Um, really fun story about this. Uh, I have a uh, a large family, so we have this big van, and it has these doors open side, and they don't stay open, and they're always slamming shut. And so I was out there with my son, and he was like, he's like 12 years old, and I said, you know, hey, we gotta find some way to put this thing open. And I've got in my mind like this big scheme of this collapsible tripod that would prop the door open, and all this kind of stuff. And I'm thinking, you know, I have to research some stuff online and think about some stuff, and maybe I can find it. You know, I'm just got this whole like, you know, it's a weeks, month long project, and I hear this noise in the garage. And I came in, and my son's cutting something in the bandsaw. I said, what are you doing? He said, well, he said we got to fix that door, so I'm cutting something and trying it. And uh, he found two, two by four, traced the outline of the door, cut it in the bandsaw, walked out there, and it worked. <laughs> and so while I'm still sort of scheming about, you know, sort of daydreaming about all of it, my son's literally making sawdust. And you know what? It worked perfectly. We've used it for years. It's exactly what it needed. It took him all of about three minutes to make it. You know the difference between those two? One is just thinking about doing something, and the other one did it. He started moving on it. And uh, that was a powerful lesson for me. I forget that a lot, but that's the difference. Uh, do it. Just start doing something, no matter how small, and keep going. Yeah. Well, you closed us on an incredibly powerful note and took us through a lot of powerful bits, so no, no surprises there. Yeah, this, is, this has been a tremendous, absolutely tremendous interview. Um, 
one of my one of my top favorites on here, and I'm not just saying that. I, what what we've talked through, I mean, this this like I said, is I have a personal heart for this, and and everything you've shared is just so incredibly powerful. I'll be I'll be chewing on it personally. I know a lot of us out in Change Nation will be too, uh, here for for several days. So just want to thank you for that. The last thing I just want to make sure that that we do give a shout out to uh, the best way. You know, if someone's tuning in and they're in in my position where they're wanting to look at and and you know have one of those counseling appointments, what's the best way to get that started? Yeah, the best way is just to go to our website, collegeplus.org, and uh, there you're going to be able to find uh, a place to click and, and you know reach us all the different ways you can reach us, whether it's social media or email or call us and all those kinds of things. And just an additional note, my name's Jonathan Brush, and if anybody has follow-up questions or something like that, you can go to that same website. Uh, you can call and talk to anybody and say you want to get in touch with me, and they can do that. Uh, so be delighted to help anybody if, if we can, and um, that's the best way to get in touch with us. Just go to college plus.org uh, look at our contact information and pick the one that works best for your style perfect well well jonathan i've said it during this interview i'll say it again you've you've absolutely brought it today <laughs> and um just given us so many incredible insights and and nuggets of, of wisdom and so much to think about in terms of what i think is a major revolution in education and will radically transform what higher education means uh, over the next decade i mean already is but i think just you know five ten years down the road there's just going to be a huge tran- transformation i think you all are right at the forefront of that so just love what you've shared with us today and, and on behalf of everyone over here at change nation i just want to thank you so much for your generosity with your time and, and that insight so and for all of you tuning in out there in the voices of social change podcast uh, this has been a great week i've i've really enjoyed this i really mean it when i say this has been a a personal favorite of mine in terms of interviews so hope uh you are all doing well and we will catch up with you again next week with another great interview here at voices of social change take care